Welcome to Chronic Love, a supportive space for people with chronic illness. I'm Robin, a psychologist in New York City, navigating the fallout of a breast cancer diagnosis some years in. And I'm on a personal journey to join together with others who have similarly found themselves facing life challenges in the wake of chronic illness. Together, with the generous humans you're about to meet, we welcome you into our discussions. As women, they're like, oh, well, she's just complaining or she's just whining. Women are just weak and that's why. And then, you know, as young people, well, you're young and you're healthy, so it shouldn't be anything. I'm not going to dive any deeper than that. And then the African-American part of things is like, well, what's your insurance like? You have all of these different factors that play into how you get treated in these healthcare systems, you know, and, and how they look at you, you know, in these healthcare systems when you go in there and when you have cards stacked against you, you have to fight twice and three times as hard, you know, three cards stacked against you three times as hard because you have to combat the woman feel, you have to combat the black feel, and you got to combat the young feel. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like just standing on the chair in the doctor's office saying, Hey, <laughs> look at me. I'm here. Pay attention. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it gets hard. My name is Jamie Bowles. I am the owner and founder and host on WJMS Radio, uh, which is a platform that is dedicated to making a difference in the community. I have been dealing with my diagnosis since December of 2018. I was diagnosed at 32 as a non-smoker with no history of cancer in my family and out of left field stage four. So I really try to educate people and make folks realize that, you know, you only need lungs to get lung cancer. If you were to write the manual for a young black woman walking into a pulmonologist's office, walking into her PCP's office with a symptom, right? Knowing everything you face, knowing that it took you from April to December to get a proper diagnosis, and that in that time, your cancer probably advanced. And that you could have been treated at an earlier stage, and that has a meaningful difference on your life right? Mm -hmm. On your quality of life, on your life, right? Knowing everything that you know, everything you've been through, walking life in your shoes, every experience that you've lived. If you were to write the manual for another woman about to face that same journey, what would you make sure she does? I never wanted to be a subject matter expert in this, by the way. Like, it's a really... Yeah. Really crappy title to have, unfortunately, um, <laughs> but I'll take it, I suppose. Uh, I would say if I had to write the, the manual, first thing you need to do is go into the doctor's office with an understanding that they're not going to see you. And so you need to make sure that you go into the doctor's office and you communicate to them that you want and need them to see you and to understand that you are human. You have a family to get back to. You have friends, family members, loved ones who care about you and want to see you around as long as possible. Make sure they want to treat you like their own family member. They would roll out the red carpet for a family member walking through their doors. They would make sure they felt welcomed and they felt acknowledged. So you need to look your doctor in the eye and say, first and foremost, I need you to see me. See me, first and foremost. I need you to think of me as a family member. I need you to realize that I have family and friends and loved ones that I want to get back home to. And I want to stay with as long as possible. 
And I need you to use that as a frame of reference for all the conversations that you're going to have with me. And that's the first conversation you have. Second, you need to walk in there with an understanding of what's par for your body, what's normal for your body, and what are you experiencing that's outside of that par level, and be able to explain it in no uncertain terms. What's going on with you? How long has it been happening? And why is it different than normal? Yeah. Um, you also need to walk in there with a little bit of a history of your family so that you can explain to them like, yeah, my mom has this, my dad has that, or my closest family in the house do this. You know, if they have lifestyle habits that could affect you. Um, but just a full understanding of, of your family history, or at least as much of a family history as you can gather, because you're going to need that to be put into the context of your care. You know, if you have a mom and a dad that chain smoked until you were 20, that's going to need to be put into the context of your care because on some level you were affected by that cigarette smoke somewhere. You know, if you have a mom who died of breast cancer or a mom who died of anything really that needs to be put on the table because that's something that they may need to be paying attention to as well. Side note, it is important to know your family history. That's one thing that was, was difficult. And everyone's like, you have no history of cancer in your family. And I say that with, I'll probably say 70% certainty because my father was adopted. And so we don't know his adoptive family. We don't know that bloodline, you know? And so that is a little bit of a mystery, you know? And that's always a, an ace up the sleeve. Like you never know what's on that side of the family tree. Yeah. Um, you know, so having a semi understanding of what your family history is, is going to be important because that'll be put into the context of your care. And then just being aggressively curious, <laughs> ask questions, <laughs> ask questions that you might even think are dumb, ask them anyway just to be in the know, you know, don't let the doctor hit you with, with jargon, you know, and, and words that you don't understand. You should be able to communicate back to that doctor what he just said to you and understand it in no uncertain terms, because this is your life and this is your health. And so if you don't understand what's going on with your body, you're already out of control because now you're letting other people dictate what is and what isn't because you don't know what's really happening. So those are probably the, the top things I would say. And then just understand that doctors are human. Understand that nobody is, is making doctors the end all be all. They're not Jesus. They're not God. You know, they are regular men and women who just went to school a little bit longer than we did and studied things a little different than we did. They're going to make mistakes. Not everything they say is gospel. You know, not everything they say is going to maybe be applicable to you. Not everybody's the same. So understanding that doctors are fallible. And so just because your doctor says, you know, X, Y, and Z, don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Don't be afraid to get a third. Don't be afraid to talk to family and friends and just be like, what do you think about this? You know, like, don't be afraid to speak about the diagnoses and the, the things that people are telling you about your own health to get a general consensus so you can have a full idea. Because if you only take one person's opinion on it and use that as gospel, you're not always going to be happy with the results. <laughs> you, just, uh, you just set up the manual, though. Yeah. I set up the outline. <laughs> the outline of the manual. I mean, I, I think those pointers are incredible. They're incredible. And, I, you know, I would just add on to that last part, if I may, you know, doctors are human. They're fallible, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, if something doesn't make sense to you or if something doesn't feel right for you, you have every right to speak up, to say this thing doesn't make sense for me or, you know, I prefer to get this scan ordered sooner this advocacy needs to happen is something that I always say is that nobody will safeguard your life 
and your health care the way you will yep. safeguard your life and your health care. Absolutely. Nobody. And I think being aggressively curious is how you also combat some of those cards stacked against you. Because when you ask questions and you take an active interest in your health, yeah. they have to take an active interest in your health too, because they have to answer the questions that you're asking and they have to explain it to you in the way that makes sense for your life. You know, yeah. and so if you show that you care and you show like, well, I don't understand what that means. Can you explain that? Well, I did X, Y, and Z. How does that factor in? All of these kinds of things. When you start asking questions and start really breaking down what they're saying to you, they see you. They have to pay attention to you. You break yeah. past that barrier. Well, she's young, you know. Well, yeah, she's young, but she knows what she's talking about. Or, you know, she's black. Yes, she's black, but she's got a, a family history and she knows exactly what she's got going on and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's always just assumptions that, you know, young people don't care about their health or, you know, we have such a varied history as African-Americans that we don't know our history and stuff like that. We don't have, we don't know our fathers and our mothers, things like that. Um, knowing all of these things and asking questions and being aggressively curious and being actively invested in your own health is how you combat those cards that are stacked against you. Show that you care and you force their hand to care. Yeah force their hand to engage with you. Mm -hmm. right. Yep. You don't let them just pop onto the next patient after 10 minutes. You're like, no, no, you're going to spend 15 to 20 explaining this to me. Cause I need to know why this is happening and how I fix it. Yeah. Um, and it better make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. so that's how you combat that. <laughs> yes. So hey, Jimmy, I have to say just, just um, even, even that, just that, that little chunk of wisdom, <laughs> somebody hearing that. It could be life-changing. Yeah. Things that I wish someone had told me yeah. when I started on my journey. Yeah. That's what the title of my book would have been. <laughs> Things I wish they would have told me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Maybe what the title of your book will be. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching this and resonating with any of this, we want you to know that you're not in this alone, that you're never in this alone. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love. If you'd like to join us for a candid discussion about your experience with chronic illness, or if you'd like to connect to Simply Say Hello, we welcome you to reach out through any of the social media platforms or through our website, and all of our information is listed below.